0: Welcome to episode number 220, Service Payments. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle Brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed also sponsored by the motivation files unleashed this motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success available on all platforms all right you are now tuned in to the rotated views podcast i am your host jimmy Lee velez i'm here with heck yep, gabe yep. goose and jared yeah. serviced payments. In this episode, the crew welcomes special guests, Jared Tomashiro and Mike Mamulo. We cover topics that range from term loans, line of credit, merchant cash advances, the coronavirus, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from John Wooden and Elizabeth Kenny. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure kicking things off. Gentlemen, 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 Jared, thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, uh, we're in Hamilton, New Jersey right now, but uh, for those of us who do not know who you are and what you do, let us know.
1: Yeah. um, My name's Jared, and um, pretty much we help businesses obtain capital, um, regardless of their credit score or their personal history. Um, And, uh, yeah. That's what we do. We're able to get people, businesses, money, um, even when the bank says no.
0: Nice. All right. So how did you how did you actually get started in the industry? Right. So um, I know a lot of times where when you're in high school or middle school, some people know what they want to do, and sometimes maybe it's a sport, maybe it's a you know um, I don't know like like a trade or something, and then some people know exactly what they want to do. But then, there's a lot of us who enter into college, and you go maybe as undecided, and you know, they start figuring things out, and you see things that kind of pique your interest, or something else in life, not necessarily college, but maybe something else, you know, moved you to that direction. How did you get started in this
1: industry? That's a good question. Um, I was actually, uh, it was about seven years ago, I was living in a town called Freehold, New Jersey, which yes. is in Monmouth County, and... Um, at that time, uh, I was I was actually working as a dishwasher at Shoprite yeah. in Freehold, and um, I had went on the Craigslist, and um, I saw that there was a place that was hiring in Freehold, and um, they were paying more than Shoprite did. Yeah. So I was like, I'm all in. Yeah. You know, and um, and I ended up going to applying for the job, and uh, they called me and. Uh, and then when I went in there, I noticed that it was um, it's a, it was a, a lot of Jewish culture. Yeah, you know, in this um, office. Yeah, and uh, and I was probably one of the only people that wasn't Jewish. Yeah, and um, they uh, and there was a lot. There was some Russian Jews there as well. And um, they you know asked if I ever did any telemarketing or anything like that. And I at that time I haven't. Yeah, and I was com- completely clueless on what they were doing or working on the phones. The only type of work that I kind of knew how to do was like working at grocery stores and of course and um, things like that and uh, it was only supposed to be for the summer uh, so I was only supposed to work there for the summer because at the time I was going to community college in Monmouth County and um, and I they they said you know why would you want to work here what makes you think that you could make it here or do well here and I just like i don't know if i am gonna make it here i don't know if i'm gonna do well but i know that i'll try yeah with everything i got yeah at least to make the best attempt possible yeah and um they hired me and uh you know i remember the one thing the guy that hired me said he's like he said to me he said kid uh, if you do well in this business you won't need to go back to school ever again and um but I, I didn't understood what he meant at that at that time. But um, so I ended up working and been doing it ever since. So Craigslist <laughs> is the answer to that question. Oh,
2: that is yeah, crazy. So crazy. wait a minute, wow. what
0: in the world made you want to go on Craigslist though? Because at at one point Craigslist was uh you know like a thing where you you know you look things up and all that other jazz. Mike Mamula, everyone, yeah, my man, man. look that's at him, that's he's that's here. What's going on, man? <laughs> Love it. You know, comes in, crashes the party. Nice. Typical Mike mamula You got to <laughs> love it. <laughs> but um, This looks like a party. Yeah. <laughs> so so I do remember there was like a period of time where you jumped onto Craigslist and you pretty much just got whatever you needed, whether it was business stuff or whatever. And you really were legit going for a job, right? Like yeah. you're looking for a job.
1: On Craigslist, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. And you're basically just awesome. like whatever pays more
0: than the grocery store and whatever. Yeah, home. whatever's paying more than washing dishes is <laughs> job I'm sure. all in
1: you know that's amazing <laughs> all right yeah. so then what happened after that summer so um i ended up i guess it became second nature cuz i guess um talking to people and things like that was something that i've been everybody does their whole life yeah so me sitting on a chair and just talking to business owners in north dakota or in texas yeah was something that was easy yeah, and yeah something yeah. that was like yo uh, you know i don't have to scrub pots anymore <laughs> yeah. let me just take a seat in these comfortable chairs <laughs> yes. and um so that summer i ended up doing really well like as a new guy and um and um, I decided not to go back to school at Brookdale, which is Monmouth County Community College, because I ended. I was I was doing. I was making this company a lot of money, and um, and I was making like I think it was like anywhere from 500 to eight 500 to 800 a week. Wow, and that nice. was the most money I've ever seen in my life at that point. I yeah. didn't have a driver's <laughs> license yeah. at that point either. Never yeah. had a driver's license yeah. at that point. So I was really enjoying life <laughs> yeah. at, back then. Yes. And after that summer, um, I ended up just staying there full time. And um, I worked there for in Freehold for like another year. Okay. And then um, the company had split up into two companies. Okay. The company that I was working for, which was called Synergy business solutions which is it which is now in um uh hollywood florida okay and um half the company went to this company called premier capital which is in brooklyn and then the other half of the company went to this went to the wall street area which it was uh, the address that we ended up going to was 40 exchange place okay in in downtown new york yeah which is literally right across from the New York Stock Exchange and yeah. that's where I ended up going and was a company called um Pierce Capital. Okay. And um <coughs> I was commuting from Freehold all the way down to Wall Street and um, it was a, definitely a painful commute <laughs> and, a, and a grind to say the least. So, were you taking the train? Yeah, I was yeah. taking the. Um, I was taking a bus from Freehold, the 139 straight into um, the New York Port Authority Bus Terminal, 42nd Street. Okay. And then I would take the uh, two and three train down to d- down to Wall Street. So,
0: how long would it take you from Freehold to New York? Uh, it would
1: pro- one way is probably three hours. Wow. wow, so wow. you're commuting six hours That's a day. That's yeah. insane. Holy That's smokes. That's yeah, yeah <laughs> that is painful. Yeah. I My
0: buddy was just telling me that he travels into uh, New York, and it was two hours. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't know how you do it. And you just said three you know, hours. You know what it was that extended <laughs>
1: the commute, too? It was after you get to Port Authority bus terminal, you got to take the two and three train all the way down the Wall Street, which is another forty, you know, 30, 40 wow. minutes. Wow. You know, right there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so from there... So from there, all right, so... What happens when you're in
1: Wall Street? So, are yeah. you getting like attracted yeah. to like so, the big life and the big that's city? That's a good good question. So gr- <laughs> growing up where I grew up, which is like um, by Cherry Hill, New Jersey, um, South Jersey, by Philadelphia. Yeah. You know, a lot of the people that I grew up with, they were like you know blue collar guys. They were guys that did construction, guys that were landscapers and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wall Street and things of things of those natures, and New York City was so far away from that area. And um so I, I yes, yeah, so I end up going to Wall Street, and I see these, this, this. Uh, I'm, I work on this building. And I'm on like the 42nd floor. This is a giant, huge, gigantic <laughs> building. And I'm just like, yo, what is this place? And then I go in there, and I just see, you know, hundreds and hundreds of salespeople, you know, on the phones, pitching and you know, selling, and people screaming on the phones. This place is going crazy, and. I'm, I'm like in love with this. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I'm like this yeah. is awesome. This <laughs> yeah. is like uh, a movie. Yeah, It's yeah. like based off of the movie Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, like you watch the movie, you see them all <laughs> screaming and yelling and yeah, stuff, yeah, so yeah, throwing it's, paper, it's paper in the air. Very similar. <laughs> yeah, it's super competitive. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, so while I, I'm starting to get like a different uh, I'm starting to see different part different walks of life now yeah. and um my old boss before he took me to New York to go work at that company he said kid we gotta get you out of the sticks yeah. and we gotta get you in New York yeah it's gonna change your life for the rest of your life yeah wow. and it did yeah. and um wow. I ended up uh, like when I was working in freehold I did very well because there wasn't uh, too much competition yeah and the competition that I did have when I was actually when I wasn't being lazy I could I'll produce these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when I got to New York at a bigger company with yeah. hundreds of people, yeah, the um, the atmosphere was different, and there was a lot more competition. Yeah, and um, it actually made me better. Yeah, you know, because I got to s- watch different people and how they move and how they pitch and how they go about every phone call, and um, uh, and I always wanted to be the best. Yeah, and um, I was a young guy, and I would go in there and. You know and I would compete with some of the best guys there and yeah and um, I had a really really great time learning yeah. learning the business because yeah. basically when I was in freehold um, there was only so much information that I could learn from the people that I worked with and the owners of the company yeah but when I got to New York I got to learn the loopholes and different ways to get the things that I need done um, that I didn't know in freehold yeah so it definitely um, escalated my game and took me to the next level it taught me a lot, and um, and it also got me the connections that I have today with marketing and different resources like that. Yeah. So I ended up working in New York for I think a little over a year and a half, yeah. so, so to speak. Yeah. And um, my old my boss was like, uh, you know, listen, we're gonna go down to Florida and we're gonna open up another branch of this company out there, and um, I want you to run the business and I want you to train all the new guys yeah and at that time I think I was making around uh like 50 60 thousand dollars a year yeah and um and I actually yeah and I told them that I actually had a baby at the time too and I told them that I would move to Florida yeah so I moved to um Fort Lauderdale okay and um I was commuting yeah I was just taking a little ride to get to Hollywood every day to go to work and and um my old boss actually gave two-thirds of the company away to these two other russian jewish guys that were out there and when he did that they gave me a, a offer for a new pay regiment and it was an offer that i really really didn't like yeah that i actually thought was extremely disrespectful yeah and um and i said thanks but no thanks yeah and i decided to leave the business yeah and i moved back to new jersey and um, I actually, the reason why I was in Hamilton was because one of my good friends, his dad, he got me a job selling cars. And then in that time that I was selling the cars, I had opened up an LLC. Okay. And um, I had one, I had two clients that I was close with that were technically from the, some of the other places that I worked at, but that I just kept in contact with. Yeah. And um, I remember I was at the car, I was at the Nissan dealership. And um, I got these two, two business owners money. One of the guys that I got money, he owned a construction company in Neptune, New Jersey. Okay. And, um, and I had another guy, and he was from uh, another state, and I ended up getting him money at the same day. So, basically, I'm at the N- 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 Nissan car dealership, and I think my first month there, I made like five, six grand. I only was there about a month. But anyway, <laughs> what happened was I got those two businesses money, and I, I think I made like 42000 and, um, wow. I, and I remember just being at the dealership and the general manager was just like, um, what are you doing? I was just like, man, you know, I, I quit. Yeah. And yeah. he was just like, you can't quit. <laughs> um because i was the only person at the dealership that was ready to make calls and i would bring i was the only person willing to make calls and i was the only person that was good at making calls gotcha so what i would do at the dealership was i would call all the people that their leases were getting ready to be done yeah. and i would get them all to come in yeah, yeah and yeah, yeah. they didn't want me to leave yeah yeah, yeah. But i'm like you know <laughs> hey I, I just made 40 grand you know <laughs> on a couple calls versus yeah, yeah, yeah. sitting here and selling cars all day <laughs> and i left the dealership and um but the problem was, hey, yeah, I made the 40,000, but where is the next deal going to come from? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the big question. Right. And um I knew uh the guy that I worked for, my old boss, I knew the guy that he was buying data marketing from. Okay. And um and the guy that he was buying the data the marketing from was actually a fan of mine not a fan but like he he thought that i was a young guy that had a lot of potential yeah and he liked me yeah for sure because i also put a lot of money in his pockets as well when i worked at the company in new york of course so anyway he tells me um i knew that i had to find marketing and if i couldn't find marketing there was no way that i could pursue this career yeah because marketing is the bloodline of pretty much every business but Mm -hmm. Especially merchant cash advance So when you're saying So when you're
0: saying Marketing Are you saying like Generating leads So people are calling you Or you're getting phone numbers Or you're saying Traffic to a website What do you mean
1: I mean um, I mean uh, People that are in the market Yeah Right now Gotcha and, and there's a
0: database it. that has all these people and basically you
1: gotta know everybody knows somebody that yeah. knows somebody it's a gold mm-hmm. mine and the, and that's the way the my the industry that i'm involved in is it's like if you don't have an in yeah. there's no way you can get in you follow me yeah no and absolutely. it's a jewish dominated business gotcha so you know, most ninety five I would say ninety, ninety five percent of the business is, you know, Hasidic Jews. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um and they don't bring anyone else into the business. Right, right. So so anyway, um I was like you know what this is ballsy because my old boss said that he couldn't I t- I tried getting him to get me leads and he said that the guy didn't have any more leads yeah and he told me it was like fifty dollars a name like some crazy <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, it was just trying to take me for a ride and I was like dude you're like a father to me yeah like if you don't want to make it make me make money with me on and I'm not making money for you that's one thing but to tell me things that aren't true yeah and uh, when I thought we were family is yeah. a whole nother Topic. Yeah, 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 and um, but I said, you know what? I'm gonna go to that guy because I know where the guy. The guy still worked at the company in New York. Okay, I'm gonna go there, and I'm just gonna wait for him to come out. And when he comes out, I'm gonna try to talk to him about yeah. buying leads. Yeah, and that guy at the time was making about a hundred thousand dollars a week just selling leads. Jeez, just selling leads, making about a hundred k a week. <clears throat> and um, so I I ended up popping up. I took the bus to Wall Street. And um, I waited all day from, like, 9 in the morning to, like, 6 at night for the guy to come out. And I had a, I had a friend that worked in the building, so he would tell me where, where the guy was at all times. So then the guy came outside to leave. Yeah. And I saw him. And, and, and he saw me. And he goes, uh, Jared, I know why you're here. And I was just like, I just started smiling. I'm like, yeah, you know why I'm here. Yeah. And he's just like, I got you, man what (laughs) and that's what started you know me getting the me starting to buy leads from him and that's what's that's what started the whole business and basically what what happened was as soon as i made that connection with him and started buying marketing from him i was just at my i was i was at my uh, my condo in hamilton because the only reason why i was living in hamilton was because i thought i was working at the car dealership gotcha you understand yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, if it wasn't for the cardio show i probably would have never been in hamilton gotcha. so make a long story short i started buying leads from him and i was and i started calling from my apartment yeah in, in hamilton by myself yeah and i was good for at least 20 to 30k a month by yeah. myself yeah on the phones yeah you know what i mean yeah and um and i saw that this was this was real and yeah. i was really making you know 10 30,000 a month every month by myself. Yeah. So then I said, "Hey, if I can do this, there has to be other people I can I can enlighten other people and change their and be a part of changing their lives for the rest of their lives." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? And um and and that's basically how it all started. I was just making calls from the house, and I started, you know, living real comfortable and um and then I brought a couple of my friends in to the business. Nice. Which could be a bad thing and also a good thing. It depends, mm-hmm. of course. And um, and yeah, and that's pretty much. Yeah. That's awesome! Wow, that's, that's awesome! So, so let's fast forward. Um,
0: you know how how business started, moving along. You're here in Hamilton. Uh, what's the connection? Because we have Mike Mamula here with us. What's the connection uh, with Mike and yourself?
2: He. We're we're related. See, Jared's mother and my mother are both mothers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, True. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> Fair enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, he's actually, you know, uh, I'm I'm a tenant here and. Uh, you know, I think he, he was—he was the first guy I spoke to out of all the, guy, the lawyers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nice.
2: So, so he's here in the in the building and in the uh, in the community, and uh, we just started talking one day, and he told me what he was up to. You know, I see this young guy. He steps out of a nice car, and he's got the, the you know the the pencil pants suits on with no no socks and the fancy <laughs> shoes. He's got the nice sunglasses, and I'm like, man. What's this guy up to, you know? And uh, we just started talking and he was telling me, and I love, you know, Jimmy, we talk about it all the time, entrepreneurs and people that are doing innovative things and and especially doing it for the purpose of not only supplying and and providing for their families, but to help other people. And that's what what he was up to. So he really, I just, uh, we clicked right away and uh, we've been friends and uh, business associates in terms of me being able to talk to him about things ever since.
0: That's awesome. So, so um, and I that g- g- guy you gave me,
2: yes, <laughs> yeah, So, yeah. Let's
0: let's because that that was when you, me and you connected, and um, you know, obviously, we're always looking to share inspirational stories. And Jared, your name came up. Mike's like, oh, Jared, be great for the show. Um, and then we just had a brief conversation as we normally do to say, all right, how'd you guys get connected? And you, can you share the story?
2: Yeah, sure. So, so Jared had told me, you know, what he's doing and what his company does, and I understood it. I think from from kind of a thirty thousand foot view and and maybe even closer, hmm. but you know at one point I had somebody that I was working with that I was was mentoring and he owned a very successful company was making a lot of money for a long time, and there was a glitch in one of the digital payment systems that he was uh, getting paid from f- through for his family business for years, and he needed money and and he was he was in a, a real pinch and he was being offered. Uh, money that was at an, a ridiculous rate, yeah. and uh, just with terms that didn't seem fair, and I, I said, well, before you do that, hold on. I want, I want to talk to somebody, and so I called Jared, and literally, he said, L- let me have his phone number. I can, I can do better than anybody else he'll ever speak to. I said, man, this guy, <laughs> <confident, crazy>. right? <laughs> I like his style, <laughs> right? Awesome. And I may, he may not come through, but at least he's going to give it the, the college try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that was it. That was literally the last I heard because I think, I don't remember what time it was, but it was at night. It might have even been on a weekend. I don't remember. And the next thing I heard was a day later, my associate called me who was in the pinch and he said, I just can't thank you enough. He said, he really came through. He gave me an incredible opportunity and uh, rate and got me everything I needed and explained to me how he did it. And I was just, I said, that was just such a, a great feeling to know that he had done that, that he came through exactly the way that he said he would. And he helped my, my, cl- my client and my guy and uh, his business. And that allowed him to pay his staff. And they were able to continue thriving because Jared put the pieces in place to help them do that.
0: Well, that's, that's amazing. Cool. So do you, do you get that? I mean, that's, that's just like, you know, one of those stories, especially with the economy, the way it is, the way, you know, shut down, and the government specifically running things. I'm sure there's more
2: stories like that. Now, I'm sure there are a lot of them. Can, Jared, to give us kind of the, the, the way that it works, like to be, pull back the curtain and explain like what happens. I'm, I'm the business owner or somebody that might be listening to this. What happens? Who comes to you? How does it work? How does it happen? And how do you help?
1: A- absolutely. Um, so pretty much, um, we'll uh, we'll make phone calls and we'll call business owners that have been in the market. I guess maybe the past year. Um, maybe their information was submitted to um, a lending company that I'm affiliated with, and somehow, some way, that information goes from one year to the other. That's just the nature of the business, to be yeah. honest with <laughs> you. But anyway. Um, so i'll call i'll call the business owner and you know and be like hey my name's jared i'm calling from service payments llc um i wanted to see if we could be a good fit for each other um i know you're probably getting competitive offers from other lending companies mainly in new york city um but our rates are a lot lower and we're
2: a lot more lenient and we'll work with you and we will charge you less fees and things like that. Yeah. S- so let me before you go any further, let me stop you there. Who is the typical customer or client that comes to you? Who are they? And why do they come to you? I would say normally it's a guy that owns a construction
1: company, but we work w- I've worked with every type of business, but we'll say normally. I'd say 50% of the business that I've ge- that I've generated over the past 7 years is construction. So it's probably a con- guy that owns a construction business or a plumbing business or a restaurant and they make around 50 to 150k a month and let's say you know they're back they didn't pay their taxes the past couple of years and they want to get they want to make things right with uncle sam sure. or they want to open up another location You know, um, let's say they own a restaurant. They want to expand and open up another restaurant, but they don't want to take it out of their pocket. They want the business to pay for it. Gotcha. Um, Basically, all I need is the last three months, three months of the business bank statements, with um, a credit application, which is one page consisting of your social security number, your date of birth, and your home address. And then with that information, I can figure out where's the best place to have you go or if the best place for me to send to send you to to right, get you so, the best deal.
0: So it's not, you know, it's not, you know, the cookie cutter thing. You kind of tailor-made to what that specific business their needs, their yeah. wants and, and then you kind of go through your details. And I'll and
1: I'll and I'll yeah, exactly. And a big part of it has to do with the FICO score. You okay. know, credit scores is, is big um and depending on your credit will will be will play a significant role in how how much the interest rate is. Of course. So um so yeah, that's that's how that works. Um, the normal normal guy is a guy making around a hundred k a month, um, and he you know. When you say
2: making, they're making, grossing, they're grossing, gro- gross. business not, not, is, yeah, right. The grossing. business is grossing, showing yeah. income of approximately a hundred thousand a month or
1: yeah, okay, yeah, and um, and yeah. So we'll look at the last three months bank statements, and we'll look at the, the gross deposits. We'll look at the daily average balance of the account. We'll look to see if there's any NSFs. Or negative days on the account, and um, those are all the things that play the role in what, what, what if you get approved or not. I've been doing this for seven years, so I can kind of look at a fa- I can kind of look at bank statements and see what type of business it is, and I'll know where they need to go right away. Just because I've been doing it, you know. So, long.
2: so what happens next? So they you, so, so they call s- you, you talk to them, or vice versa, and then they show you your, their records, and, and what, what happens? Next? And then I'll get their information, and then I'll.
1: Think of what's gonna be the best um, compatible matchup with the lenders that I work with. What lender is gonna be best for this client? As in, what who's gonna give me the lowest rate that I could sell at? Plus, how much they want? Yeah, and how much they want? Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. And and I think that's something important that I neglected to say because I think with the person that you and I spoke about, it was a credit line that you had gotten, him, right? So yeah. you 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 gave him an opportunity to get x but he only had to use y if he needed that right so he yep. didn't have, yeah we got him i think it was um i think
1: we got him like anywhere from six to nine percent that guy jason
2: yeah it was it was a good rate yeah. wow really yeah. good rate because i mean hard lending uh, otherwise yeah. they, they were offering ridiculous yeah and the guy j that
1: will the guy yeah yeah so yeah the the one of the the people i was speaking with was was telling me that um you know the guys were offering the other guys that he was speaking to the first thing he says to me, he goes, "You know, uh, they." He's like, "I know they smell blood." Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> "They know you're in a pinch." And I'm like, "I know what you mean." He's <laughs> just like, "I just know." I can hear it on their breath. Yeah, you know, like I, yeah. I, I, I call that commission breath. You yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. And um, and, and and see, this is the this is what I feel like makes my like what makes what I do unique yeah. versus some of the other companies is a lot of like for for that gentleman for example you know he spoke to a couple other companies they probably offered him 30 to 40 percent you know uh anywhere from 25 to 40 percent on the dollar and that's a fact and he part just skipped and he probably got he probably got weirded out from that and felt some type of way about that and um and i know what they're trying to do some people have this philosophy you know you got to hit them up for as much as you can every single time every single chance you get because you don't know when's the next time you're going to get a next chance to hit somebody up hard i mean it's a form of loan sharking basically <laughs> you know what i mean so some people some people are like so whack them all yeah hit them for the highest rate give them as much <laughs> yeah. fees as possible yeah. drain them for everything you can yeah and i understand that philosophy but what what separated me from the other companies was is that I'm not looking at it like that. I'm looking at it from a different perspective, as in, hey, let's get this guy a decent deal. We'll destroy the competition. He'll be happy and he'll come back. For for
2: sure.
1: And refer people. Instead, I may not make you know 10k right now. Exactly. But I'm okay with three, four thousand because I'll make it in the long run, and I'll have and I'll make him give me a good Google review and tell his friends about me. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Absolutely,
0: and, and yeah, and then that's almost like the cycle that you've, I'm <laughs> sure you've created over the past seven years. That yeah, you have this marketing guy that you you know you can attract leads from, um, but you're also in the same sense, the, the customers, your clients you have, you're generating a word of mouth uh, business on the side as well. Yeah. Um, all right. So talk a little bit about um, merchant cash advances for those who do not know what that is. What your company offers is
1: that's my specialty. Yeah. That's pretty much main thing i do yeah. um basically it's technically a sale of your future receivables okay at a discounted
2: rate that's what the verbiage is yeah the what, do, what does that mean Lay- layman's terms dumb it down for me
1: so um so basically if you if you own a restaurant and you're selling plates of food right sure and the way that this industry, that merchant cash advances started was it was a portion of your credit card receivables it wasn't a daily payment the same daily payment so basically let's say you're a pizza store you're yes. a pizza your pizzeria you're selling pizza we're taking we're going we're going to give you 100k but we're going to take 10% of all your credit card receivables every single time a customer swipes their card we're going to take 10% of that transaction so every single plate every single pizza that you sell We're taking ten percent of that, and that's how the industry started, and that's that's basically you're buying, you know, their future receivables at a discounted rate. That's the legal verbiage of it. Gotcha. That's the way. So, so you're looking at
0: I'm sure what what they were producing previously. I don't know how far back you go. Three months. Three months. Three months to make sure that they are going to be able to handle that. Yeah. Um. Okay. Interesting. So. In a sense, you're almost like vested into this company, too. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yep. Is, is it recourse, non-recourse? What does that mean? How does that work? Recourse. As L- in, is it secured? Like it, it, yeah, is unsecured. Unsecured, which is why the the capital
1: could be expensive, depending on what your FICO score is. When, when you say it's unsecured, what do you mean? Tell us what you mean. There's no collateral. There's just, A lot of loans, there's no personal guarantee either. You know, it's just kind of like a sign, like a promissory note. Yeah. similar to something like that where if you go bad if you default on the loan uh you'll have collection agencies calling you for a little while but it's it, they, they can't call gino to go break your legs <laughs> yeah right, you right. know what i mean <laughs> right. so that's the difference you know yeah. we're white collar guys yeah. you know that's the mob, and, that's right. and 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 that's the difference. You know what I mean? <laughs> so,
0: so you're a direct loan uh, lender as well. Can you explain how that? Yeah, works?
1: I'll, I'll get into that. So I I, I wouldn't say really direct lender. But I've I, so I'll I'll go into that. I'll get into that with you. Yeah, Yo, let me hold a couple bucks. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, um, so. That's another thing that separated me from a lot, a lot of the other people, especially my old, co- the, my old boss and the companies I've worked at was yeah. my old boss had this philosophy that he, he, he always said to me, he said, kid, they all go bad one day. Yeah. Every merchant you work with, every merchant you get money to, whether it's your best client, whether it's your wife, if she's a business owner, they all default eventually. Yeah. It's just the nature of the business. Yeah and i come to believe that that's partially true yeah but my whole thing was after brokering all these deals for a few years i started to see man i'm only i'm only thinking about this commission this 10 twenty commission yeah versus the 40 50k the lender's gonna make an in interest yeah. so i'm not um there's a way bigger picture gotcha. to this whole thing than 10 20 30k got gotcha. you know what i mean yeah and i started to think about it and i said you know what um I think I had like 50 to 100k saved up maybe uh, 5 6 years ago and and one of my friends that worked at a company that I brokered loans to I think they've lended about 9 billion dollars so far. So anyway, Jeez. my buddy at the company was like Jared. He so my my buddy at the company was also related to my old boss. How small of a world that is. <laughs> the industry that I'm in everybody knows everybody. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And um he goes Jared Instead of paying you this commission for the deal, why don't you just syndicate your commission? It's going to be 4K. We'll turn the four into six, and if you really think she's a good payer, you get your money back. Yeah. Put your big boy pants on. He and he and w- how he got me was if you. He said that he said he said this to me. He goes, if you do this, you'll you'll have done something bigger than my old boss ever did in this industry. Wow. And I was like, yo, that sounds dope. You <laughs> selling me, and I'm sellable because you yeah. know, like, I was like, yo, I, was like, yeah, I need to do that. I need to do that now. Yeah. And, and I did it, and what happened was that merchant was a woman, and she paid off. She only she only had the money for two months. She paid off early because oh, a wow. bank. Okay. She ended up getting a bank to buy out. The All her advances okay, so I ended up making the two k and I was like man i didn't even do anything for this two k yeah. and what I decided to do was um i just i i don't recommend it, but I just st- threw out my net worth yeah at that time yeah. uh and just syndicated every dollar i had yeah and and then from there it just snowballed and then to eventually i I had lended about two million dollars
3: oh, out of my pocket
1: yeah over the course of of course. The, the, the the years. And, um, I was a young guy doing, doing things like that, (laughs) that a lot of other people said that was out of my mind, but it worked out well for me. And I guess the reason why was because I had a different way of looking at my clients. You know what I mean? I didn't just look at them as, you know, Hey, I'm going to be your broker. I, I became invested into the good clients, the clients that that I've, the clients that I've gotten 20 advances for that never missed a payment. Yeah i became they became my family yeah. and I, I i don't really have any family on this side of the country yeah um besides my mother yeah my family's all in hawaii yeah. and i grew up in new jersey my whole life yeah so i literally made these clients the good ones yeah. my family yeah and um and becoming close to them getting to know their children flying out to go see them sending them gifts sending them kids their kids gifts and becoming close to them made me feel comfortable to give them my money yeah Mm. and that's that was the difference between me and a lot of other brokers in the space was a lot of brokers aren't willing to do stuff like that but i looked at it like the closer i am to them uh, if they were to default uh, maybe they'll default on the other guys
2: before they default on me Mm -hmm. absolutely (laughs) and and i and and it worked out well so 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 in a very professional way what struck me about him and and the person that I introduced him to and the other people that he does business with is like he he bets on humanity yeah which is powerful right when he when he meets these people and does business with them, and you know my interactions with him have have been that way
0: and right on the website you have honesty transparency and integrity Mm. are important to you and your clients right and just right off the bat that was one of the things Maybe some people may overread that, and just like, oh, okay, yeah, all right, you and everyone else. But after having a conversation with you, listening to you know what Mike has to say, and the way you just describe what your clients are, I find that to
1: be true. Yeah, yeah, I got to update that website, <laughs> Do things, things, like that. But um, but no, I uh, I agree, and um, you know, the this guy. So there's a company; they're notorious. I mean, they're probably if not the one of the biggest companies in the space and um they're they're known to they're known they're known they're very a very ruthless company yeah and um put it this way i went to their christmas party a couple of years ago they invited me and they were giving out 100k 250k briefcases to random people and it was funny to them hmm. wow, wow. <laughs> they're talking about guys these guys have lended over 20 30 billion dollars you know what i mean and um they got deep pockets yeah. and um i remember what the owner of the company said and he said um you know he says uh you don't realize how much how big of a resource these business owners are and these businesses are in M s in the mca space you know yeah and um you know and, and i and I, I agree and i understand what he means by that yeah because you know you could have one good client and you know i have a guy i have a guy that i've made you know at least seven eight hundred thousand on one business one of my best guys you know yeah, what i mean of course so you know when you're like yeah so i guess where i'm where i'm getting where i'm going with that is um you know um there was there's a lot of money in the lending side of the business and it's a very lucrative business and what made me feel comfortable to put to put myself at risk to lose everything that I worked so hard for was befriending these people, getting yes. close to these people yeah. and making them feel, have that feeling with me where it's like, um, it's not just business, you know what I mean? Like we're yeah. friends and, and, and that's how I would treat them. You know what I mean? I would treat them like they're my family, the close ones. Yeah. And, and because of that, I think that's why I've been lucky to where, you know, I think I've done about 40-something deals on my own, my own money, and maybe two out of 40-something went bad. Wow. You know I'm, what I mean? a yeah, really, really I mean. small default ratio. Yeah. And, and it's because my underwriting isn't based off of, of a FICO score. It's not based off of, you know, um, the average bank balance. Sure. It's based on my experience with that business owner over the few over the past years. You yeah. know what I mean? So going back to what Mike said, you know, you're betting on
0: humanity, right? It's kind of like one of those things. It was cool. And I know you were saying something about your website, but I found this on there too, which I thought it was in alignment with what you're saying. It says, when you become a client of ours, you're considered family to everyone here at Service Payments, LLC. Your business is our number one priority. And that literally, even though you said, you know, a little outdated, but it
1: it still rings true that's our prince that's what that and that's the culture that i've always tried to bring the other guys that worked for me over the past few years to to understand that same kind of culture we wanted to be different than a lot of the other brokerages that are in the country um we wanted to you know engage with our clients and you know really get to know them you know what i mean yeah absolutely we, there's been guys where i had a guy in um ohio and uh he was in uh, by cincinnati and he was he's a police officer and he makes about, you know, a million to two million a month gross revenue. Yeah. And, um, and this is a guy who has like 800 something plus FICO score. He keeps at least five, 600K in his account at all times. Yeah. And he could get money from anywhere. Yeah. He's got brokers like myself calling him, drooling over him every yeah. single day. <laughs> yeah. He's got his own fan club of New York City <laughs> brokers. That's a fact. Yeah. And, um, so anyway, um, that guy i I, the first like he he ended up becoming a good client of mine and um uh we wanted to close him and the first deal i first deal the first deal we did with him was a was was just a quarter million dollars and um and he, he had he was working with three other um brokerages yeah and he had three other contracts besides mine yeah and it's you know we closed that there's a lot of money in there yeah and everybody's you know the new york city guys are on their competition they're trying to do whatever they can to close that deal yeah. and i tell the guy i said listen i'm i'm gonna fly out to cincinnati i'm gonna hang out with you you know and uh i want to meet you in person yeah and for me and i went out there and i flew out there and i closed the deal nice and he said the difference of why i why i'm gonna move forward with you versus the other three other companies that won't stop calling me is because you took the time to really fly out here get to know me you know see my wife and meet my family and um and you know and see the town that i'm a cop police officer in and get to know me and he's like that left an impression on me yeah. he's like you coming out here solidifies this deal and also separates you from the rest of the other guys wow so i try to do things to to you know that's what you got to do to be able to succeed in this industry. It's a very cutthroat business. Yeah. You know, it's not for the soft-hearted and, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. So so have you has has your business been affected at all by the coronavirus? Absol-
1: absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah,
0: absolutely. what we're seeing as we mentioned we had a conversation obviously with my brother um you know when the government controls who can, you know, basically conduct business, who cannot conduct business. I'm assuming It kind of... It's like the domino effect. If it affects him, well... He's not gonna have to take out, or he will have to take out a loan because of X, Y, and Z. But that's only going to be limited because of other, you know, other things that they put
1: into play. Um, so ex- you want to talk about a little bit of your experience there? Yeah, it affected uh, the entire industry that I'm in very, very, very badly. Yeah. Um, because basically, it created an issue and an excuse—not an excuse for not—I wouldn't say an excuse for everybody. Yeah. But it basically gave a lot of business owners a reason to not pay their loans back right if that makes any sense you right. know what i mean yeah some were really affected by COVID, which is understandable and we need to you know we need to hear them out and yeah. we need to work with them yeah others they're just using that as an excuse their sales hasn't dropped at all yeah and they're just like COVID. I got yeah. COVID or, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, I don't want to pay this million dollars back that I owe because I, uh, COVID's around even though their business is fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it created an, an excuse and not for everyone, but it, it, cre- it created a reason for everyone to stop the paying on their loans. And we're talking about these companies that have billi- multi-billion dollar lines of credit with, you know, Goldman and Sachs, you know, Chase and <laughs> all these other big companies. And now they're wondering what's up with their money because now that company's not paying them back right right, right. so now all of a sudden you got a all these companies they're losing their lines yeah some of these big vendors and these big facilities and um they're all scurrying around trying to collect on their money yeah and unfortunately um some players went down and some players went up yeah and um uh, a lot of brokerages sh- got shut down Because what happened was uh, 80% of the people Stopped paying on their loans Yeah, And that was billions and billions Of billions and billions of dollars That all these lenders lost Yeah, And they had to recoup from that And not only that the sba and the ppp money they're ra- obviously uncle sam's interest rates are a lot lower than mine's right right, right. and these guys all these business owners that i talk to they get a taste of that six or five four three percent money when i come to them with 20 percent money they're thinking i'm the mafia right right i'm right. the mob or something yeah. you know what i mean yeah like yo you know uh trump just gave me three percent why would i take your money you yeah. know what i mean yeah, yeah. and it and it really it so not only did these people stop paying on their loans they also want to puff their chest out and say i'm only taking three percent now yeah so it put a whole a big hole in my pocket and it affected my the people my guys that worked here and it was the hardest thing to that i ever went through in the business ever yeah
2: Jim, can I say something? I want to go back for a second with regard to something that Jared said. And, you know, I love blessed in faith, hard work, and gratitude. And he's talked a lot about faith and gratitude in terms of humanity. But that center one, that hard work, and and I think it applies to all of your listeners, right? Mm -hmm. Regardless of what type of work they do, whether they work for someone or they have their own business, that hard work, you know, you have to be the copper nail in in a barrel full of silver ones to stand out. That's the one people see, right? That's the one they pay attention to. Mm and for Jared to get on the plane and fly out there to see the police officer just distinguish yourself somehow so that people recognize your value that's what's going to make you succeed it doesn't matter what you do how you do it so that that's one of the things you know with him and with other people that are successful you guys that that stands out so I think it's important I don't want to just glance over it because I think that's one of the most important things to take away from this
0: absolutely absolutely um thank you Mike what what uh... What motivates you, Jared? Let's 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 uh, let's
1: switch gears here and and kind of hone into the uh, your home plate here. Sure. Um, I I would say like I uh, I would say like my upbringing, my past. You know I um, I grew up with my mom. You know, Dyphus had a big part of my life growing up. You know, yeah. I've been in some group homes, foster homes, things like that, and growing up without much. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. when you, I guess when you grow up and you don't really have much you know you you got a big appetite you want more you want you want better for yourself yeah and my father unfortunately was incarcerated for about 30 years yeah and so i I never i never had a i never had a role model father figure i never had my family you know i had my mother who's from hawaii and how you go from Hawaii to New Jersey is (laughs) beyond me. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) you know, know, so I guess because of my upbringing and, you know, I never had a computer my entire life. Yeah. So I was about 1920, you know, I never had a cell phone, you know what I mean? I never had a driver's license, you know, growing up, I I grew up in taxis and walking with groceries and you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And, um, and I guess, you know, that kind of like lit a fire, uh, under my bu- under my butt because you know I knew that I didn't want that for my my kids yeah. you know what I mean or yeah. I wanted to have a better life and you know I, st- I started to get big into Tony Robbins and, and things like that and uh and you know and I remember some 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 really really long some really really cold nights out there yeah. you know and yeah. and uh you know I've lived in homeless shelters for a long time too in Atlantic City Camden, you know. So I, I made some bad mistakes in my life, but those were the those were the decisions that shaped me into the man I am today, of and course. I do not regret them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so, the, so what motivates me? I guess really coming from the dirt. Yeah. You know, that's 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 what got me here. You know. That's huge. it's huge. That's awesome. And and I think the big thing,
0: the 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 inspiring thing is overcoming all that adversity making something you know positive out of it and like you said I think a lot of times I, ju- I was just watching a um, it was a video of a uh, I guess it was like a sensei and and I guess one of his one of his students and uh, he uh, the kid wanted to quit and the kid's sitting there just crying because he's like I guess it was his final exam or his final test and he couldn't overcome it and for whatever reason so the sensei's like talking him through this talking through he's like the kid just kept saying, I failed. He's like, you didn't fail. He's like, and then a dad walks up. He's like, you know all the answers. When we're home, you knew all the answers. Why don't, why don't you know everything right now? What's going on? He's like, I failed. I failed. He's like, first of all, you didn't fail. Um, understand that what you consider a failure is just a life lesson. So coming over all those life lessons, um, and the kid all of a sudden just stood up. His chest poked out. He you know gave every you know answer correctly and he you know he got his his little belt or whatever it was but it's important for everyone to hear that message because sometimes we always talk about the glitz and the glamour um and you always miss what the energy is behind that that hard work the story jared just told us a lot of that i, I know i me and my brothers specifically can relate to um and and you want to like there's something there it's like you're filling a void, but you wanna you wanna prove a point too, not only to people to yourself, um, that because you can you can overcome, you can become something, whatever it is, um, and achieve those goals. You know, you think as as a little kid, because you remember, and I and I remember just like thinking, you know, broke as a joke as I was when you know we're going to school and um, watching people eat lunch, and I'm sitting there eating a banana. Um, because it was the only thing I could afford and it was 50 cents, right? And so you start to internalize that. Like, I'm never doing this again. I'm going to do whatever it takes in my power to overcome whatever that was. Um, and, and I, and I think it's important to, for people to use that as a positive energy and apply that to your life in a positive way, because some other people will go the other way. So it's important to, to point out, you know, the direction you want and you went positive. Let's close this out with a recommendation on your end. And and, and Mike, I'll, I'll, I'll we'll, t- actually, you know what, Mike, we'll go, no, we'll go Jared first and then Mike, we'll, we'll cap it off with yours. What's your recommendation to anyone trying to create, start, or pursue their dreams for the first time?
1: Don't give up. Yeah. <laughs> Three words.
0: Absolutely. That's it. And Mike, what, you, your,
2: your response to the same question follow your bliss. You know, and in that inherent in that is is identifying it. And that means, you know, taking the time to to figure out what it is and and to really make sure that you don't give up on it. And I think a lot of times because of the way our system is structured with school and our parents and the people that love us try to get us to go in a direction that's safe. Even though they, you know, they're they're trying to get us to thrive, really, they're they're protecting us, and that shadows our ability to really succeed and do that which we are most passionate. If you want to be a, a singer, if you want to lend money, you want to do podcasts, you want to be an attorney, whatever you want to be, you have to identify it. You have to put everything into it. Listen to everybody that tells you everything about it, accept some of it, reject some of it, but don't lose don't lose track, don't lose your you know your your drive for that. It's a uh, one of my favorite sayings is, uh, as you go through life, no matter what your goal, keep your eye upon the donut and not upon the hole.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> so, never heard that one before. Any closing words where uh, people can get in contact with you if they want to reach out for your services?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, LinkedIn is always good. Um, LinkedIn or uh, um yeah, LinkedIn or my phone number, which is 609-405-6910. All right, so there you
0: have it. We like to wrap things up with quotes, and the first one is by John Wooden. Do not let what you cannot do interfere with what you can do. And the second one by Elizabeth Kenny: It's better to be a lion for a day than a sheep all your life. Service payments. In this episode, the crew welcomes special guests Jared Tomashiro and Mike Mamulo. We cover topics that range from term loans, line of credit, merchant cash advances, and the coronavirus, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from John Wooden and Elizabeth Kenny. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Fuse podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success, available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Fuse. If you have any inquiries